Welcome back to the Don Chow Flow, aka the Don Chow Flow. Here we go. Nowhere, nowhere to go. Nowhere to go except here. Now here? Nowhere. Where? Why did I paint my face? Why is my dad downstairs? So, what is a cult? What? What is a man? What is the cult of man? I don't know. I really try to figure it out all the time. And you know what? I don't need to know in spite of all my research because I know who I am. And all I know is that when you give and give in hopes of gaining love, acceptance, Ascension, there's something like you'll be sorely disappointed. It's, it's just the way it is. Again, I don't know why I just, just know. Because see, okay, let's just take a sad stab at it. Because maybe you're seeking a sense of, I keep trying to entertain you, Jesus. A sense of completion from creating a, a show. A completion outside of yourself. Okay, so I'm complete. You don't need to know anything. I'm not trying to grab your attention with this weird-ass paint. See, you're just a, a fragmented, starving starseed. Really? Just starving? Just... I'm just looking for the, the mothership. Okay, okay. No, but but like seriously. So um this is actually kind of serious now. I had an ex girlfriend. She said I'm a, a Capricorn, which is Earth. And like you're a Scorpio which is water. Therefore, look at it this way. I'm like the banks of the river that controls the flow of the waters. Anyways, that's how she justified her control over my behavior. And so guessed what happened when I flowed outside the banks of the river, you know, as in did my own thing from my own volition connection to my truth. You know, what Talyokas do. So when I did that, Ooh, it's a fresh wound, guys. It's a fresh one. Okay, let's just um, change the, the pace here and escape into books. I'm going to open the book on cults. Here's a book called Cultish. I'm going to reread from the book. And, oh, we've turned to the page about Yogi Bhajan, my favorite Kundalini guru. Now, he is one of the greatest. 
Okay, so I was, I was saying, she attracted celebrities like Russell Brand, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, Satnam. So even if they didn't become full-time followers, their attendance was enough to, you know, make 3HO amazing. Tasha's teachers praised her for raking in all the dollars and allegiances. So it was amazing PR. Tasha's swamis, they praised her for raking in all the dollars and allegiances with the rich and famous and seeking. So at the cafe, Tasha unsheathes her phone and from an inky black cut clutch to show me old photos of her and Demi Moore garbed in ghost white short shorts and turbans, twirling around in a desert retreat backdropped by Joshua Trees. Oh, Satnam Fest, I've been there. So Tasha slowly blinks her eyelashes, extensions, as she bewilders a smile across her face, as if to say, I can't believe I did this either. Obedience, like Tasha promised, to yield great re re rewards. Just learn the right words and they'll be yours. There's a mantra to attract your soulmate, one to acquire lots of money, one to look better than everyone else, one to give birth to a more evolved, higher vibration generation of children. Be the lighthouse. Tasha divulges, disobey you'd come back in the next life, a lower vibration. I don't want that. See, mastering 3HO's secret mantras and code words made Tasha feel separate and special from everyone else she knew. Chosen, the chosen ones, higher vibration, <laughs> solidarity, like this intensified when everyone in the group was assigned a new spiritual name, a name giver appointed by Yogi Bhajan used something called tantric numerology as an algorithm to determine followers special 3HO monikers, which they received in exchange for a fee. Side note, so I was given the name Gagan Deep Singh, Lion of God, who brings the light of the heavens. So all women were given the same name, like Tower, while the men were christened Singh. Everyone shared that the last name, Khalsa, Krishna Singh, no, Khalsa, like everyone, like one big family, 
You know, getting your new name was the biggest deal ever, Tasha says. Most people would change their passports and driver's license and... Anyways, until last year, Tasha Samar's California ID read, Daya Kar Kulsa. It might not have been totally apparent what with the peaceable yoga classes and high-profile supporters, but there was dangerous undercurrent. A lot of high-profile supporters. Seems peaceful enough, right? But the undercurrent of 3HO apparently had a lot of psychological and sexual boost by low yogi budget, which included forced fasting, sleep deprivation, and threats of violence toward anyone attempting to leave the group, even suicides. See, this is not necessarily Yogi Bhajan's, but the people who followed him creating a bureaucracy. Anyways, once the group adopted the, the jargon, the higher-ups were able to weaponize it, weaponize it. Threats were structured in phrases like Piscean consciousness, negative, not, negative mind, lizard brain, take a bite of your friend's friendly... Uh, tasty burger and failed to attend a yoga class in lizard brain, lizard brain, lizard brain would play on a loop in your mind. Such guilt tripping, lizard brain, reptilian. Often familiar English terms that once held a positive meaning were recast to signify something threatening, like old soul. Tasha tells me to an average English speaker, old soul connotes someone with wisdom beyond their years. It's a compliment, but in 3HO, it incited dread. See, it meant someone had been coming back life after life, incarnation after incarnation. Anyways, I had a really, I had a time with Kundalini myself. It's, uh, it's really no coincidence that cults are having such a proverbial moment. See, the 21st century has produced a climate of socio-political unrest and mistrust of long-established institutions like the church, government, big pharma, big business. It's the perfect societal recipe for making new and unconventional groups. Everything from reddit incels to woo-woo wellness influencers who promise to provide answers to all that uh, the conventional ones couldn't supply it seems all very appealing add that on top of that social media declining marriage rates and culture-wide feelings of isolations are all at an all-time high. I mean, civic engagement is at a record-breaking low. In 2019, Forbes labeled loneliness an epidemic. Human beings are really bad at loneliness. Ah, loneliness, alone as the universe. It takes one to be lonely. If you are no one in just life itself, there is no lonely. See, this is the value of being a zero, a nobody. <laughs> it's funny because Yogi Bhajan quote, born one, die a zero. I actually love that one. He also had, 
your attitude is your altitude. So why did I stop Kundalini? It's a cult, but you know, it's how much you're attached to it that'll determine how bad it is. Even countries sometimes I think are a cult with their flag and stuff. Let's move on. So Ubud, you know, when I went there, I was kind of broken. So people like me, I think I was more easy to influence when I first got there. And I joined their ways of doing things, colonics, fasting, veganism, rawism, uh, acting and speaking, hugs. You know, it made me feel special. Everyone's felt special. You know, we treat each other with respect, even if I didn't agree with their ways. Why would I do that? Back to the ex-girlfriend, back to wanting in the name of love and tribe and community, you know, all I, but I got tired of it, you know, all I do is adjust and adapt to survive, right? Be a shapeshifter. I didn't want to be this. But what happens when I go my own way? You know, people can adjust to me. But is that okay? Does that make me self-absorbed and a narcissist, arrogant, entitled? Or is that what being a man means? Holding your frame? Hmm. How would I behave if I didn't need the world to make me feel good? As in a blowjob from the heart, or a beautiful home in a nice area, or a good video camera to and lighting to film me right, or even to be near my family. Ah, noises. Either way, I think rich in spirit, as Jesus says, makes sense. Or is it poor in spirit? I don't know. To me, it means no need to please because there's a wholeness within. So all your actions become tempered by that. There's less desperation, even if you are going for something. So rather than be ruled by a desire to control the environment, it's nice though to know when your next meal is. So how do I connect with the people around me? How do I find my most authentic self and take the steps to become that person? So many pockets of American cultures, folks turn to workout studios for these answers. Meaning making is a growth industry. Fitness, fitness brands. Okay, fitness brands give you a, a social identity, you know, by which you can lead your life. The movement encompasses uh, customs and rituals, social expectations and consequences for failing to show up. Mm -mm. You meet your closest friends there, your spouses in the studio. True diehards quit their jobs to become instructors themselves. I don't want to ride. I don't ever want to ride. A good hair day is good enough excuse for me not to ride. Now I'm riding five or six times a week because we have built such a supportive community, common unity. Ah, oh, Peloton. 
New Yorkers. It goes beyond the bike. It goes beyond the mat, beyond, beyond the ocean. Everyone's seeking some sort of transcendent meaning. Meanwhile, I still, at 41 years old, can't figure for the life of me how to put a button, and I'm wearing a button shirt. Actually, just, it's like a huge achievement if I can actually button my shirt. I'm sitting here talking about cults. I don't even know how to put my buttons on. Maybe it's time to loosen up your buttons and get it on. Namaste, Satnam, Waheguruji Kakalsa, Waheguruji Kifate, Adgadename, Jugadgadename, Satgadename, Sirigurudevename, Waiyanti Karyanti Jagadutapati, Adaketa Waha, Brahmade, Tresha Guru, Ekongar Satnam, Kartapurk, Nirbo, Nirver, Kalmurit, Ajonim Sebangar Parsar Chap Ad Such Jugad Such Hebi Such Nanakahosi Be Such I have a cassette tape with the Aquarian mantras. I learned it when I was 15 years old. Or was it 17? I can't remember. But those were formative years. That was actually the first time I had a, a kundalini experience or a spiritual experience where I felt I didn't need to achieve anything in school to feel uh, good. But now that I reflect back, I think I needed to, f I did feel a sense of achievement from doing the exercises and getting to the end. And then but the part was the bliss. You, may, you do the mantras for a while and then you start feeling this bliss because your mind kind of... And then you're, you're just full of bliss. And so now, how I approach it all now is I see there's a value in it. But if we can just distill it to being in the being, pay, keeping our attention with the blissfulness, the pure awareness, then it's there all the time. And we... we it becomes our, our default state. So it's not considered a non-ordinary state, the, uh, the kind of pure being. But if you're aware, you can differentiate the pure being from the state of being kind of high, from over-oxygenating or having had a release and endorphins and all those other things. The thing that gets people addicted and pushing themselves is that, they're chasing that high. And this is what I found from just the practice of the Kundalini experiences. More of that. All right. Ah.